the table with Darlene. Good evening. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are so happy that you're here, and what an exciting podcast we have for you. I actually am a little prejudiced tonight because I have not only a friend, because I consider this young man a friend, but he also calls me Auntie Darlene, and and it's not because we are blood relatives, but because we are very close spiritually and have known him since he was a young man. And anyway, I could not be more excited. But I'm going to wait to tell you who he is until I tell you who is sitting around the table tonight. And to my right is my daughter Tiffany, who is always here to help uh, give an encouraging word and words of wisdom because she does have such wisdom of God when she speaks. And so, Tiffany, we are glad that you're here at the table. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. We actually have missed a couple of weeks because yeah. someone ran away on vacation. and Someone, you're, you you missed two weeks on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, two weeks before that, it was somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It was Chris, but we had enough to, to cover him. And so he uh, actually put up a couple of podcasts. And, and we hope, hope that uh, the listener did enjoy those. Uh, those were just some little mini-sermons, but... Anyway, uh, we're thankful that we're all back together at the table. And sitting to Tiffany's right, and right across from me is my husband, Daryl, whom I love dearly. And and you've been invited again to the table. Can you believe that? We had uh, you come back. I will come when I'm invited most of the time. No, sometimes like you say no. Here. But uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. I always wonder what we're going to talk about, and then... And he fusses like at me. I do. I he do, fusses at me all the time, and he says, Darling, who do you have tonight? And I'm like, I don't know, I have some text out there, but I'm trusting God, I'm praying, and boy, God flipped the switch today, I'm telling you. We're glad, we're glad to be here, especially since we have such an awesome guest. Yes, since we have an honored guest tonight, and yes. sitting right across from Daryl is Chris Norman, who is our executive producer, and who loves it when Pastor comes. I do, I like it when he's here, it feels like the... Uh, You're not outnumbered. It, there's just more balance in the force. <laughs> because occasionally there's three or four women, but sometimes, hey, I sat uh, at our last, maybe not our last, but maybe our last, there was like four men to one woman. Did you hear me, did you hear me whining, Chris? I'm a nurse oh, by yeah. trade. I'm used to dealing with women all day. There you are. He is, he is an RM. That was a good sure. session, too, when we had uh, Sheriff Dan and, yeah, was fun. and yeah. Lieutenant Chris here. It was Those a great session. But not nearly as good as what tonight's going to be. And sorry, Dan, I do love you, Sheriff, oh, but I, I have say. to I have to tell you that one of my very first uh, favorite people in the world is on with us tonight, and that is no other than Joe Skiles, all the way from Concord, California. Wow. Welcome tonight. New so Hope good Church. To be here, you guys. <laughs> yes, New Hope Church here in Concord, California. Wow. All the way on the other side of the U.S. And uh, we're excited to see what God is doing because I know God's doing something up there. I'll tell you how long we've known this young man. Are you going to tell? Yeah, because, uh, well, I don't know, Joe, I don't know if you want to tell your age or not, but uh, you're probably, what, 53, 54? He looks no no more than 39. 
I am 50, and I'm so glad that Darlene was calling me a young man. So that makes me feel great. <laughs> Not because I'm an old lady, but because you are just such a young man. Well, I've known him for a long time because when he was just in the, what, second or third grade, you came to our Christian school yeah. there in Farmington. Oh, I didn't know that. I did. He was one of our yeah, students. He drove all the way from Potosi. Uh, I think you yep. rode with the teacher, didn't you? Didn't you ride with Janet? Janet, all the Janet way? Whitaker was the supervisor, and my mom and dad would take me to her house, and I would come over and go to school. And yeah. you have one of my most amazing memories while I was at school. I got to play drums for Russ Taff oh, when wow. he was in one of our chapels. <laughs> yeah, he was in our chapels. <laughs> I didn't know that you played the drums that day. That's yeah, he asked one. someone to come up and just kind of use the snare and the kick drum and keep a beat for him. And, you know, the Imperials, they were the thing oh, back they then. Were, they oh, were, yeah, And, yeah. man, the fact that you had them at chapel was, like, big stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, like, one of the highlights of my life still to this day. And nobody even knows who Russ Taff is. is I know. Anyway. I know but yeah, that's pretty super. Yeah, but I don't you I don't know what age you were, but you were just a small small child, and uh, uh, of course we knew you even before that because uh, we've yep. been friends with your parents for many many years. We yeah, went we broke into ministry coming together. over to the house all the time mm-hmm. and being with you guys, yeah, Christy, and we would play for yeah. endless hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's been so, a long time ago, but you've grown up. Well, yeah, yeah, I think. He's a, he's now, a, don't ask my wife that. She she may she may may uh, have a different opinion on whether or not I've grown up or not. <laughs> you certainly you certainly made a mark in ministry, Joe. You are you are I've an icon it. in in ministry. And even though you're only fifty, you're uh, you're fifty two. You're still a, a icon. He's fifty. He said fifty. Okay. So, yeah, uh, quit jacking the ages of You started fifty-two, fifty-three. You came Keep right up. 50. You came right up through the ranks, <laughs> all the way to the top, and uh-huh. and now you're pastoring a very <laughs> oh, successful yeah. church mm-hmm. in Concord, California. And uh, we're we're glad you're here yeah, today. We're having a blast. Yeah, and I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. Yes. Well, you would, Joe, because you you are one of those people that that has just been your attitude uh, in life. His uh, last name is Skiles. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's an individual. Skiles, I did have. So, I, <laughs> so that's I am, and too. I did have. I had great mentors, yes. and I tell you what, the family, what we have done in even our own life without it really being taught but modeled for us was surround ourselves with amazing friends to walk in not just ministry but life with um you know they create such a foundation Mm -hmm. and uh i just remember the laughter even in the hard times you know uh we've all gone through hard times but my mom and dad and their friends you guys have just presented such a positive outlook on who god is even in hard times and it's helped it serves us well even now you know uh, in what we're going through and trying to help and guide people as 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 well we find the good in all things even when it's tough and challenging times yeah and and your your story we're so interested in it because uh as yeah. we all know, around the world is coronavirus going on, you know, as our president yeah, calls it, sure. the plague, uh, sure. which is uh, at different phases in different areas, but not even so much as different phases. It's that people see it differently. And you're in a right. state where they see it differently than Missouri. Yes. Uh, 
we have been blessed to be able to come back into the sanctuary. We were only out, what, six, seven weeks? Mm-hmm. I don't know, something like that. And uh, and so you basically shut down what right. we all did, but you're still uh, in yes. that in that area. So I want to hear a little bit, because I got so excited today from the text that you sent <laughs> yes. to Daryl. I really did. It just lit a fire under me because of your attitude and what God is doing and how that yeah. in spite of what is seemingly a negative thing, how you and your church and your precious family are turning this into something that is much bigger than what you would have ever expected. So tell us a little yeah. bit about what hap- is happening out there. Sure. I mean, uh, we get to be together today because... Uh, Uncle Daryl, your pastor, uh, for everyone listening in, he hit me and he does that on occasion uh, and just says, how are you doing? You know, it's, it's Uncle Daryl. And I got his name, but he always lets me know it's who it is as if I don't have it in my phone. But I, I just, it felt so good to be checked in on, obviously. And I just kind of responded, uh, kind of a status report that we have not been in our auditorium or on our campus. Our last public gathering on our campus was March the 8th. So we are in our 23rd week exclusively online. We were online uh, anyway, but we are in our 23rd week online. I spoke for my father the first weekend of August, and it it had been 21 weeks since I had preach to anyone live in a congregation. I've been preaching to my wife as I record in our auditorium and in various places, you know, we've got our camera team and our audio team, but uh, yeah, it's been, it has been a challenge and I'm not going to say that it wasn't a challenge to pivot and adjust, but we just have a different way of seeing things out here. Um, And of course, everybody, everybody calls us and says, how you doing? They hear, we hear about your state. We hear about your governor. And, uh, I just kind of, we just kind of roll with, with what God's doing as far as our opportunities that's being presented, not in a political sense, but in what he wants us to do. We stay within the guidelines and the parameters, and we try not to let anything cloud our judgment on, whether we're having our, our religious liberties stripped away or whether we are, you know, like you said, everybody sees, they can see things differently. And, you know, in our area, there's great concern, and that may be worked up politically. It may be worked up, uh, you know, scientifically or fearfully, but we just know who God is, and we don't want to ostracize ourselves from our local community so we work with them and not against them because we know when our doors do open back up we are under such a microscope as a church right now because we do live in the most unchurched region of the united states the bay area statistically there are three cities tied for the most unchurched cities in the united states and they're all three bay area churches or bay area cities san francisco san jose and oakland Uh, so they're the most unchurched and de-churched cities or region in the u.s so you know people see it differently mm-hmm. and i've had some friends that have kind of you know charged the hill at what they feel like is rightful or or what's right and what's wrong and it's really hurt their reputation in their community and we don't want to do that so we're finding ways we're finding pockets we're finding opportunity to serve our community 
to stay online and um, you know whether we like it or not it's the law it's been signed and I want to definitely honor authority because that's how God honors us as well so and in the midst of it all what probably excited you is that we're thriving <laughs> the churches we want to be on our campus we can't be on our campus because of our regulations but we're not sitting around twiddling our thumbs, aggravated and waiting. Mm-hmm. We are attacking and firing back at the enemy and saying the church can't be stopped. So, what what avenues do you want us to take to uh, to advance the kingdom of God? And that's kind of our whole position right now. That's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about some new ministries that have come out, or maybe ministries mm-hmm. that have been extended through this that sure. you wouldn't have thought of before. Well, we, we were online, but we've had such an outpouring of uh, support and viewerships. You know, everybody's views really spiked that first month or so. Everybody just kind of rallying around being in church online. And then it gets heavy, but eventually it planes off to where you got a baseline on everything. And we love analytics and stats. Look at them, learn from them, but also what's the Lord speaking to us. Uh, we continue to thrive. Uh Financially, we have we've had the strongest financial picture that we've had in five years being online, and just in the last um, you know just in the last few weeks alone, almost fifty to sixty new and first time givers that at is, our church. That's just God, and, isn't it? You know, that, it's it's just amazing because more people are watching, and they're like, "Hey, thanks for being there." Uh, thanks for continuing the work. And we know it's not easy, but we get encouragement from them. So because of that, we were we were an online church, but we just would, you know, turn the cameras on and go. We had, you know, several cameras, and our production team does a great job. But since then, we've gutted the whole back of our the, the whole back of our auditorium, which was a team space, and have created two new studios: one audio online audio studio, one online video studio, and a whole new uh, a whole new area for team to engage people online. Um, so, if you go to our online services, we have online prayer teams, online chat teams, uh, people you know connecting online connect cards. We've just had to find a way to do it in a in a new. Uh, you know, season to do it in a new way, and we've had a great team to respond to it. So, God's good. You that know, we is... want to be back online. We want to be back on campus, but we're improving. We're remodeling. Um, we're we're going to finish some projects that we had as a five year plan, mm-hmm. um, and we'll finish those up in the midst of this season right now. And our people are just so gracious to stay connected to us. So it's been. We're just kind of like, okay, God, what do you have for us? And we're not frustrated. We can get frustrated, but we keep our flesh in check and say, we we can't think clearly if we're angry. We can't think clearly if I'm frustrated or bitter. But what I want to do is think how God wants us to think. And so it's it's been a pleasure. And we, you know, new outreaches to our community uh, opportunities have just presented themselves to be able to feed people. Uh, we do something called Love Our City. Uh, two times a month where we give groceries away and it's a drive-through grocery giveaway um, you know and, and things that we can social distance and keep doing we do highway adopt the highway cleanups uh, student ministry backpack giveaways we're just always engaged with things like that so that doesn't stop stop us and uh, we there are some challenges but we, we keep presenting the church to the community in a positive way because when the doors do open 
they'll, they'll come to us. <laughs> I do believe so. I just think it's so exciting. <laughs> do yeah. you? Uh, yeah, are fun. your public schools open, or are they opening? Yeah, they're not. We there's there's not even a hint of when we can go back and I don't think our schools will go back till January I don't think we'll go back till January to tell you the truth uh, is some of the language we're picking up um, are we have we recently started a new new ministry we're in the public courthouse in the court of law we, we prayed that way you know God we pray for our government and it's interesting in our prayer times on Wednesday nights we have a, a list of things we pray for and we always blessed Governor Newsom President Trump. Now imagine that we bless those in the bless those two guys in the same breath, and they're just two opposite ends of the spectrum. But what God does in the midst of all this, He provides such a powerful blessing that we don't even realize is coming to us out of those prayers, because we were afforded the opportunity to set up a waiting room for children in the public court systems in California and wow. our church's name on that room. And I mean, it is the best room in the courthouse. Mm. Glass all around. <laughs> we presented the budget to them and they approached us uh, and they said, you're the most improved preschool in the county. Uh, would you be interested as a local group to start and run this program? And I mention that because the courthouses aren't even opened up. So we have a couple of employees that run that, and we contracted this for three years. But we've made such an impact That's even beautiful. in that, Please, and that we're working cooperatively with the government. And so... That's that's where I stand on a lot of positions. I I just am like God. Where do you want us? How do you need us? Um, and they say they're not opening until ch- January twenty twenty one. The courts. We don't think the schools will. I don't think the churches will. But we're not sitting around twiddling our thumbs saying, when can we come back to campus? We're we want to. We know people want to, but mm-hmm. we're just finding new ways to uh, engage them and connect them. And those are the challenges. You know, keeping people connected. Uh, in this season but we did a survey about two and a half months ago we sent out a survey about 15 questions and we were able to besides giving which is in viewership which are good data numbers we sent out a really good survey and got some great data back on how we were doing with our connectivity how we are doing you know with uh, just a lot of things from our kids to our youth to our life groups uh, how's the online how's the online experience and you got to be prepared to, to have, you know, get some critique yeah, sure. in your spirit from sure. people. But but it it allows it allowed us uh, allowed us to breathe and, and not panic because everybody was like, I think about ninety percent of the data we got back was like, we still feel connected, well, and that was great. after four months. So we're like, all right, praise God, praise God, man, that's, that's good news. That's amazing. And so, so we're not sitting here wringing our hands wondering what to do next. We're like, let's just stay the course. Do you have teams that are calling the people to stay connected uh, just by telephone or email, texting? Do you have teams set aside for that? Yeah, initially our first month and a half, that was one of the best things that we've done. We received a letter last week of a lady that couldn't believe that she got a call from her church just checking in on her and uh and how god's blessed her and was able to keep her heart calm through that season so we did two waves of that it took us about two weeks for each wave so about a month over a month we did two rounds of calls initially Mm -hmm. when we knew this was going to carry on and actually we have a team meeting 
uh, with our staff on Monday, another team meeting, to kind of chart the course for our fall, because fall looks different for us now. And, uh, of course, we have a plan, but we've changed it a little bit, and we're going to re-implement what we call our call center. We set up about six phones. Uh, it looked like a you know a Jerry Lewis telethon. Uh, and some of your viewers may not may not even know what that is or who that is, but we know what that looks like. But we got so much response from people just checking in on them and saying, sure. "Hey, you care for us." It's it's really powerful what a phone call will do. Absolutely, awesome. yeah, absolutely. What would you cool. say, Joe, to some of the pastors that that might be listening that could be encouraging to them uh, when their churches are small? Sure. And they may not have the sure. uh, facility or the ability to have nice cameras and sound systems and uh, online uh, availability. What could what could what can they do? Well, I, I mean, it's it's you you work with what's in your hands. Uh, Moses had a had a stick in his hand, and yeah. God used it, um, you know, to even prove something to him. And sometimes if it's just even an iPhone and yeah. a, a stand, uh, yeah. you, you have to use what you're able to do. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, we, we, we can see an opportunity and we may miss an opportunity God's wanting to do for you. I, I love the body of Christ and the saints, but I also realize that we're reaching a lot of people that haven't been in church as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think you just have to decide if it's, I would be careful, number one, about saying, here's what we're going to do online and then just ditching it to get back to church again and not keep that as a part of Absolutely. your efforts. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the Bay Area is so busy and it's so expensive to live. Oftentimes people work six days a week here just to make it and survive the, the cost of living. And uh, so we have found things that have been fruitful for us. Uh, Zoom life groups have been amazing for us. And we've been able to, you know, some of our data said we, we were able to keep people connected via life groups. Mm-hmm. But there's some things that we're not going to abandon that we're doing now. We have obviously invested in our, our online presence with new studios. But our life groups, we'll keep online Zoom groups because people can stay connected online with groups in the comfort of their home and that's been a, that's going to be very fruitful for us uh staff meetings we're actually more efficient with our staff being in zoom than we are being live we get more we get more finished mm-hmm. I think so too. Because we don't talk around as much, and we're more focused being online, so we, we may abandon as you know more in person uh, more in person staff meetings and go online. So all these pastors that may be out there, it doesn't matter what side you are. You may just have to say, "I did some things in the midst of COVID," and you may not want to abandon some of the things that yeah. you had you were forced to do because it may prove to be really fruitful for you. Yeah, I, I, I think that's really true, Joe, because uh, I know we were having weekly uh, Saturday evening staff meetings and yeah. I, Zoom staff meetings, and I really feel like our, our staff really enjoyed it. And like you said, they were kind of to the point, and you didn't spend as much time, you know, not that you waste time when yeah. you have a meeting because it's so good to be together, but I do believe it is good. that they were very fruitful and you said a lot. You know, it doesn't matter how large we are or how small we are. And no. to pastors that's listening, uh, I liked what you said. 
God never ever puts us without something in our hand. Yeah, we right. all have something. We just have to we have to answer that question individually. Yeah. What is it yeah. that I have in my hand? What do I have available? That's right. And we started you know, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of people check out our broadcast and we've even changed ourselves. You know, there were moments when I'm like, guys, we've got to do a better job. And I think all of us for wherever we're at, you know, uh you can't compare yourself, number one, to anyone else. Mm-hmm. You, you just have to do what you're capable of doing and use what's in your hand. But you also can't be afraid to take a risk there you go. or ask, ask someone for help, no matter what size church you are. We've helped a lot and given them lists of equipment that we use, but we've upgraded our equipment. We've sure. called churches that are ahead of us and said, what are you guys using? Mm-hmm. And we've helped churches that are smaller than us and we don't compare ourselves. So you, you also have to not be so prideful to ask for help. Like, and, um, you know, our team have, you know, actually are regular talking with people and we're regular talking with people that are larger than us on how we can be better. And uh, I would say just everybody needs to, unless, unless, you know, you're just not capable of it, try to keep some kind of online presence, but really keep an urgency as to how important that it is for the shut-ins, for people yes. with, that struggle with, we've had a lot of people that said, I can't come to church uh, because my anxiety and my fear, and I've never been good around people, but they attend every Sunday with us now. Sure. And I'm like, whatever works for you, we're praying for your fear and your anxiety, we want to see you, but if this is the outlet that you're using to connect with the Lord, yes. so be it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. we, uh, we started with the iPhone on a mic stand, Close to the front of the church, mm-hmm. and uh, we we ran yeah. it, we uh, ran it through the PA system. We finally got that all worked out, and then then we got a call from a pastor in Springfield, Missouri, and wanted to know if if uh, he could buy us a new camera. So we uh, wow. so we said absolutely. So he sent us the money. We got a nice new camera, and uh, we awful. needed we need to upgrade we need to upgrade our our computer, and we needed uh, you know about a thousand dollars, and within. Two minutes, we had two thousand dollars raised up, so we upgraded a few more things, and you know, God just began to bless as we, like wow. I say, took the risk and uh, went out on the limb and just yes. watched God provide, and He He will He will do yeah. that for those that have vision. Yeah, and in the short time that we were uh, closed down, we were able to almost remodel our church, not totally, <laughs> but yes. we've done a lot. Can you believe that? I know. And so I, I was, mean, there's so many positives. We're doing the same thing yeah. right now, so we're taking advantage of it and doing what we're what we're able to do using what's in our hand. Yeah, I, which I think is totally, totally awesome, Joe. We uh, we actually bought an FM receiver to do parking lot services, and only did what two? Two of them. I think yeah, we only did yeah. one with the FM receiver, yeah. though. Uh, yeah, I think we did one with the FM receiver. <laughs> wow! So now we have one on on the shelf somewhere I'll around stand here. By him. <laughs> you didn't do you wow. didn't do any parking lot services? Uh, no, we haven't. We're actually doing an outdoor worship night uh, the thirtieth of this month. We can do unlimited amounts of people. Um, but we have to create social distancing pods. So we're going to use our parking's kind of interesting. We've got three parking lots for our church, and um, we have three. Normally, we have three services a Sunday, um, but we have a courtyard. So we're going to just try to get in an angle. We don't have one massive parking lot where we can put enough people. Um, so it's kind of been our challenge 
And I'm like, hey, guys, we can't really do outside services because we don't have even the space mm-hmm. to park people and to put people out right. at the same time. So we're going to do an outside an outside worship night where we can kind of <laughs> extend way back through our campus and through our courtyard. And that's going to be August the 30th. But we got to draw, like, circles on the ground with chalk <laughs> and create pods where families can go to. And obviously for us, masks are mandated for us all the time. Uh, when we go out in public so um, but we are going to gather and it will be our first gathering uh, it will be an outdoor gathering you know again we're not some people are doing outdoor services we're we're just finding more as much fruitfulness online as we are uh, Mm -hmm. you know being together right now for the season Mm -hmm. you have to you have to do what you feel in your heart to do yes ma'am and you know something that we really talked about a lot even on our podcast because when when coronavirus first what came out, uh, there was so much shaming. You know, people yes. were shaming you if you did this or you didn't do this. And, yes. And, and, you know, we just really said, you know, we believe that every pastor is doing the best that they can. They're trying really yes, hard ma'am. to, did they make mistakes, of course, because of human beings. But I believe that every one of them really did seek God and say, what What should I do for my church and for, for the people, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think continuously that's what pastors are doing. I do believe that probably even pastors, because they're human, sometimes there may be some fear involved, and not so much Absolutely. for themselves, but for your people. Absolutely. Uh, you said a while ago, you know, you were talking about the shut-ins, you know, and people, yeah. we still have people that haven't come back to church because they have compromised systems they're older some of them and they are not but one of the things that we have to remember even when we start congregating is we have to make sure that we are still staying in touch and and I think that was a good reminder because you know we were so uh, good at making contact with everybody on a continuous basis when all of this first hit and uh, so I think Maybe there's some pastors and churches out there that say, maybe we all need to sharpen up a little bit on those yep. that aren't, that can't come right now. Yeah. And, uh, and and I'll tell you, that's the, on vacation, I try not to, I try to truly rest. I don't take leadership books. I don't, the only thing I do are my, my Bible reading in the morning and I pick a novel or a, a book from a favorite mm-hmm. author and I just, I read something where it doesn't cause me to mark up a, a Mm-hmm. the pages a lot and think about church yeah. it sounds bad but no it doesn't uh, it's, I do it's truly thing. rest but the one thing that I did ask the Lord was just for a calming word or what does it look like when we get back and it you know the word was gratitude for for where we're at right now but then strategically for the fall it's about um, of course our online experience but really it's care and connection how can how can we do a better job with care and connection for our church not being together on a campus leading into the fall? And I think everybody, for wherever you're at, if you're in Missouri or if you're in California, however this affects you, um, you God gives you strategic uh, thinking for a reason. That's why He gives us our minds and gives us words that we can um, you know engage in. But you. You also have to have some people that say, okay, let's step out and let's create a call center. Like that, that mm-hmm. again, we didn't know what that would look like, mm-hmm. but it turns out that's one of the best things that we did, uh, particularly mm-hmm. for a church our size. And it took a long time to get through it, uh, and we're kind of reengaging that in the fall. 
so it's you know it's it's been a blast um it, it sounds bad like because I know it's been bad and we pray for everyone, but it's, it's been a blast just taking time to listen to the Lord and watching him guide us and not trying to overthink it ourselves. Uh, because you do have to give grace. Our people have given grace to me as a leader. So I give grace to leaders, not just church leaders. Mm-hmm. I give grace to the governor because mm-hmm. everything's new for him. I give grace to the president. I give grace to the city officials, you know, mm-hmm. as well, because they're leading as, as much as we're leading people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's why we're blessed because we've continued to honor, honor them and, and honor the process and not, uh, not get bound up in the bitterness of it, and making it, be- making us better and not better. Yeah. And that, and that's so easy to do the, uh, Very is, easy. is because, and, and that's a lot that we're, oh my goodness. It, it, I mean, we all see it. It's all around us. Everywhere yes. we turn, there is so much bitterness. There is so much opposition to, if you don't think like I think, and we see it. And yes. so if we bring that into the church world, we will end up uh, doing the very thing that we're trying Absolutely. to stand against. And so uh, you're, you're so right on. I, I just really control the information that comes into my mind and my heart uh, from news, from reading uh, things. And you, if, you don't, if you don't control that information, you'll never have trans- transformation in your thinking uh, because it can skew a biblical thought, your, your biblical path, or what God wants to show us in the Word of God, how to lead in this season, and you'll get caught up leading, you know, um, in, in favor of a side on a matter, and I can't do that. I, you know, God's put me here to lead with his thoughts, <laughs> not, a, not a political party's thoughts or someone else's thoughts, and we decipher it, but we, we just lead with his heart, and that's the most important thing we can, we can do. That's good. I, I think that's good wisdom. Well, Joe, I know that you and Tina both uh, throughout the years, and you've just been amazing leaders. And, uh, oh, we've had a fun. Uh, yeah, you, you have a heart for people. You have a heart after God, but you have a heart for his people, which which is shown. You know, people that meet you, Thank that you. know you, it's it's very obvious. And, and I love uh, to watch God's men and women in this day and time, how they're standing up, you know, and... And we all yeah. know that, that uh, what a privilege it is that we are here for it such is. a time as this. This is our turn to shine. Yeah. This is our turn to so make good. Jesus famous in the area in which we get to minister. And whatever yes, that right. is, this, this, this is it for us, you know. I agree. And so we've got to give God our best. And yes. it's always exciting when we hear of what you're doing out there in, in the midst of the situation. It's not the one that you would pick. It's not, you know, things are not the way that any of us want it right now. Yeah. It wouldn't be our choice. But, but I do believe that out of this, this is where the victories are going to come. Absolutely. And uh, if you'll stick around a little bit, uh, yeah. we want to talk about that a little bit, about yeah, sure. what what uh, we're all feeling and, and sensing about, I mean, I know that there's no way that we can possibly know what God is up to, but we no. know that he's up to something. Uh, Dear yeah. and I were gone on vacation for a couple of weeks, and it was really, really good, and, and sometimes, you know, when you come back, as you were gone, you know, from vacation, and and you come back, and, and there's been times, even on, you know, because we do a lot of mission trips, and we come back, and we come in, and you're tired, and, and you know, it just you kind of feel almost a little let down. 
I don't know if you've ever felt like that after you've been on vacation. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You come back and you have to have vacation from vacation. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and, but we walked in, you know, it was so fun because we walked in Sunday morning into our church and there was like there was an electricity of the presence awesome. of God in the air. And it was there before we left. It was there while we were gone. It's still there. But it's like no matter where you're at, something is happening in the spiritual realm. So if you'll stick Absolutely. around for our next podcast, yeah. I really want yeah. to talk about that a little bit. Sure, I would love to. And so we're really glad that you were here. And uh, Oh, it's so fun. Oh, Thank you, guys. Gosh, we're, we're honored that mm-hmm. you come in. And I want to ask something of you, Joe. Would yeah, you sure. just uh, close us out in prayer today for the listeners, the pastors, the, the lay people? You know, there's so many people that are involved in churches. Yeah. And some of the leaders aren't as active as they would be if, and I'm talking about maybe uh, just possibly even a nursery worker that feels like right now, you know, I don't have that much to do because I miss my little ones. And there's so many of them that don't feel like they have the hands on. But, But I believe that God still wants to use them for such a time as this. And so we, we pray that God will just give them insight, creative yes. ideas. And, uh, we'll love just, to. Yeah, go ahead. We'd just love for you to do that before we close but, it. All right, here we go. Father, I love you. And I just thank you that uh, this was not on my agenda today, but you obviously had a reason for us to be in this conversation for someone somewhere. You are reaching through the airways. You are reaching in uh, to their home and into their heart, and you're encouraging them, whether they are a pastor, whether they are a leader in a church. Uh, God, whether it's a lay member or mom and a father that just need to be encouraged, you're doing that right now. I thank you, God, that when you told us to go into all of the world, you didn't send us without the right equipping. And we've been equipped with the Holy Spirit. We've been equipped with joy. We've been equipped with peace. Let us not forget that. I thank you, God, that we are grateful for you and we're grateful for your church and its work in the earth. It's it's more electrifying and greater now than it's ever been. So let us not look back and hold on to something, God, for any leader, any worker, uh, and let it... Um, Uh, immobilize us but mobilize us God to a new way of thinking mobilize us God with new tools put a new tool in our hand mobilize us God with new opportunities Um, for those nursery workers that miss their little ones they can engage them and and really feel the impact for those pastors that feel like they are without resource they've got it God they've got your thinking and they've got your mind they just have to Stop thinking in ways that would create bitterness and God ways that's going to create us to be better because in you we live, in you we move, and in you we have our being. So, Father, if, if you think that we would stop moving for you and living for you, God, uh, then shame on us because we're, we're here to live in a greater way than we've ever ever done before and so i thank you for all those churches thank you for all of those leaders that are just feeling and finding strength right now i pray that as they read you would give them a fresh word that you would give them fresh thoughts that would propel their church into 
throughout this season, but into the next season, God, and that great growth would come from such an encouraging podcast, from such encouraging leaders. And most of all, let them feel like they are not alone. Not they, they, We know we can call on you, but we're here together. These conversations are so encouraging. I've, I've leaned on them, and I've, I've listened to so many and watched so many that have moved me through this season. So I thank you for this time that you appointed for us today that just come from an encouraging text from some real mentors in my life. And uh, so thank you for allowing us to have that. We bless you, Lord, and we bless this church uh, and, uh, and our friendship. And as we allow each other just to con- continue to encourage one another in all that we do in kingdom work, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And until the next time at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. God bless.